0: We, she's like, are we going to share a microphone or do we get our own? We don't share well, so just pray for us so that we may be healed. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus, and I'm celebrating recovery from an addiction to pornography, suicidal depression, and rage. I'm currently working on pain management and uh, weight management, and my name is Brian.
1: Good morning, Believers Church. My name is Linda. I'm a grateful believer in Jesus. I came to celebrate recovery for betrayal of my marriage, and I'm glad that I'm here. Um,
0: glad you're here.
1: I'm glad you're here too, Brian. <laughs> um, first off, we'd like to thank um, Believers Church. They are so amazing, and one thing I do know is the backbone to a strong CR is church support. So. Thank you, they accommodate us, we take over the building every Tuesday. Any needs we have, any wants we have. The staff, um, they're all so incredibly supportive. So we definitely thank you for that. Um, Jim and Pam, CR is what it is today because of you. And we thank you and we love you and we honor you. Mom and dad CR is what we like to call them. So as Guile touched on, the bake sale, just want to let you know we are a self-supported ministry. What that means is we don't have a church budget. We run directly on people's generous donations. And um, this is just a great, I'm really grateful we were able to do this. It's a really great fundraiser for us. And just making the debut today is our (laughs) t-shirts. Doesn't he look good? Um, t-shirts are $10 if you want to get one. So thank you so much.
0: Okay. Um, so if this section, these two, the two groups right here, could you stand up just for a moment, please? I wanted I, I need to show the church something. This is how many people out of all the room, out of all you all coming to CR, that's the ones that had addictions. That's it. Not them. But people, <laughs> no, you can you can sit down. That many, that many people uh, come to celebrate recovery because of an addiction to you know uh, drugs or alcohol or cigarettes or gambling or whatever the case may be. The rest of you come and get freedom from other things, hurts, habits, hangups, uh, some things that I mentioned, um, depression. Uh, anxiety, um, uh, uh, abuse, whether it was done to you or whether you've done it to someone. We help you get freedom from that. And like Gail said, um, uh, you can't save yourself, and we're not going to save you either. But what we do is we help guide you through a process to show you how to let Jesus help you through that. Right? And um, I think. I just want to thank so many people in the room. I would say more than half of the people in this room probably have gone through a 12-step. So uh, thank you for your continued support in coming to uh, Tuesday nights, to, to the 12-steps, to the groups, and just to support um, and, and, and be in the backbone for us here. Um, what is CR? We are a faith-based 12-step recovery program to help you find freedom from your hurts, habits, and hang-ups. And, um, uh, <laughs> so, 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 so then this, this group of people right here are going to raise their hands because they're the ones that, that think they don't need it, right? <laughs> well, they're the ones that need it. And not these people, but, you know, people, about that many. You know, so so all you all, all you all people out there that that say, "Oh, I I don't, I don't need that." Okay, all right, okay. (laughs) But I bet, I bet, you know, I bet you there's something that you could look back in your in your history and be like, you know, maybe I could just get a little touch up on that. Just come on a Tuesday night and visit us. You know, let us see what we can do for you and with you. Okay, thanks.
1: Um, if you're interested in being a part of our CR, um, I was just going to go over some of the teams that we have. Some teams you would have to be there on a Tuesday night to to be a part of. Some um, you could. We have a lot of people that are part of the church that serve for CR, and people don't even really realize that they're doing it. Um, but we will. One thing we do say at CR is giving back is a huge step forward in your recovery. And I will say I definitely have witnessed and observed that when people come in and start serving, the recovery seems to be much faster. And my take is on it, I'm not exactly sure, but it helps us take our eyes off of ourselves and serve like Jesus. Um, So the first one we have is our greeting team, which is such an amazing team because especially when you're new to CR, that is a really long haul to walk in that front door and come all the way down to the sanctuary. So um, anyway, it's a great team. They do a great job and they smile at you when you come in. Um, we have our amazing worship team. Yeah, go ahead, it's true, they're amazing. Um, we have our tech team who is also very vital and amazing to our, um, to our uh, what do you call it? Ministry. Ministry. <laughs> that was the word thank you um we have the kitchen team and i will tell you um we have homemade meals every week right yes and and it's four dollars it's free if it's your first time and it's a good decent meal um and we couldn't do it without our kitchen team of course our kids team awesome kids team Um, Kids team, we're always needing help. I think that's kind of a normal thing. But if you're interested in doing anything with our kids, there's no job that's too small. Um, You could participate on Tuesday night or just do something behind the scene. But if you're at all interested in helping in that ministry, please let us know. Our prayer team, such a vital part of our ministry. Um, We have our CR table. We have prayer request forms on there. We have a prayer bucket. Um, You can put your name on there. You can ask for a callback. We take this very seriously. We do not look at your prayer request form, say a prayer on the way to the trash can, throw it away. It goes to our prayer team, and they pray over every prayer request, and we take it very seriously. Um, Our dessert team, and that is one that if you join that team, which we actually do need people right now, um, it's making a homemade dessert about every six weeks, and feeding these hungry folks that come in. And it's always really a blessing for us. We have our small group leader and co-leaders, which every night that entails what? Two, four, six, eight people, sometimes 10 or 12. (laughs) And uh, for every small group that we have, then we have our 12-step leader and co-leaders that run our groups and our newcomers team. Um, A quick little story about our newcomers team. We had a young girl come, Um, probably end of May last year. And um, she came to the newcomers and she accepted Jesus as her Lord and Savior. She passed away in August. And I'm just so grateful for our newcomers team because that would not have taken place, I'm sure, if she was in a small group. But because we had that newcomers and we're able to do that one-on-one with her, now we know that she is with Jesus today. (laughs)
0: Linda likes... Israel, because it, the tribes of Israel, because uh, when she wrote the 12-step leaders, it actually says 13, so she was just thinking of, is you know, the 12, 13, you know, I don't it know. It
1: does say 13. <laughs> uh, I I
0: okay, now, here's something fun that you can all do, and I won't single you out. If you pull out your phone and go to your web app thingy and type in C-R Tulsa, that's going to overload because we don't. We've never had this many people go on to it. Um, <laughs> it's not coming up on mine. Do we have a slide for that, Shane? Anyway, uh, look at that. So we we bought the website CR Tulsa uh, for Believers Churches Celebrate Recovery, and instead of putting just stuff about Believers Church Celebrate Recovery on there. We decided you know what we're going to do? We're going to put the other churches in Tulsa that have CRs and the days they have it and times they have it and if you click on it it shows more information about them cuz we want you in recovery. Of course this is the best one, but we want you we we want to give you options. There's one every night of the week in Tulsa and we want to let people know that since we got the awesome website of CR Tulsa, why not display it and show the rest of Tulsa what we can do, right? So, and also, all, the, all you people that went to the website that helps our stats, so thank you. I secretly got you on that. And I'm gonna pass it, because we only have four minutes.
1: Um, so our 12 steps um, is a really important part of the ministry. It's an important part of your walk of recovery. Um, for me, it shockingly changed my life. Um, as he said, he was addicted to pornography. Um, I was really stuck in my emotions of just being hurt, angry, insecure, thinking it was my fault. And I didn't know how to get out of being stuck, just really focused on my emotions. And so I took that 12 step. Um, I've done quite a few since then, but I'll tell you what, that first one shockingly changed my life. It is, it's a big commitment. Um, recovery is hard. Recovery takes time. Recovery takes a lot of effort. Recovery takes a lot of really diving in and looking at parts of your life that are really hard and you'd rather not look at. But staying stuck and staying where you are is also hard. So I just implore you, if you will, to choose your hard. Um, But a 12-step is um, definitely worth every minute. Um, I'll give you your money back if you didn't think it was worth it at the end. (laughs) Um, So since our last um, CR Sunday, which was 11 months ago, we have graduated two men's 12-step studies, three women's 12-step studies. And then after the 12-step, we have something called Journey Continues, which is books... Um, four more books, which are the same subjects, but they just go a lot deeper. And we have had four of the Journey Continues graduations. So we've had a lot happening in our CR. And we have, this is perfect timing, um, but Tuesday night we have a women's graduation. And so, yes, and what happens at a graduation is each lady talks with a mini testimony, three to five minutes. And it's a wonderful way to hear about what CR is doing in people's lives. Um, so we really invite you and encourage you to come with us on Tuesday night.
0: Those 12-step groups were interesting uh, during COVID. Uh, some of them had to meet in parking garages. Is that right? They met in a parking garage because of COVID. That's the only place they could get to meet. So they did that. They made ways. They did Zoom. Whatever the case may be, they made it happen through. Uh, so thank God for technology to get us through you know these these uh, interesting times we've got right now. So right now, uh, I'm on this right. Mm-hmm. We are going to introduce you to a couple that has uh, been coming to very faithful to our CR and uh, gotten uh, uh, so so much uh, growth and recovery in, in in their lives, and we just had to share them with you. So. Um, If uh, Frankie Cassandra could come up, Uh, I'll pray over you guys right quick. Oh, I don't know. Did you guys both want? uh, Yeah, just come up for a second. I'll pray over you. It would be good. Uh, we, we usually like to pray over the person before they give their testimony because they're a little nervous. They're not used to this many people. These two are not used to sharing anything with more than 12 at a time. So maybe, you know, really, you know, but they're fine. But um, Frank, Cassano, we just love you guys so much. and We just thank you, God, for giving them the peace uh, that they would receive in those small groups when they're sh- sharing and sharing their, their, their uh, story with, with the few individuals that they know and they trust. And we just thank you for the, giving them the, the uh, courage to, uh, to step out and share their hurts, habits, and hang-ups with this large crowd to let them know that there's freedom in Jesus. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 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 Okay.
2: Hi, my name is Frank, and I celebrate recovery from meth, alcohol, pornography, sex addiction, ecstasy, and pain pills. I'm currently struggling with dread and negative thoughts, anxiety, and pride, and I'm glad to be here. I was born on March 26, 1975, to Native American parents whose first language was Choctaw. I grew up in a small town of Brookebo with one older sister and two younger sisters whom I loved very much. In my early childhood years, we only attended church on holidays. Domestic violence was the norm in our home. My dad had a bad temper and everyone knew it. All my family was verbally and physically abused by my dad. My mother was the best mom a boy could have. She stood in the way of his rage towards his kids. When my dad would attack my mom and sisters, I was smart off to him and bear the brunt of the abuse. Throughout my childhood, my dad would get mad and yell at his kids and tear the house apart. Then a few minutes later, he would calmly tell me he loved me and apologize. That really confused me and bothered me. This caused me to resent him. Sadly, objectifying women and acting out sexually was promoted by all the men in my family. When I was about four, I was exposed to pornography through videos and magazines. At five, I was sexually abused by an older neighborhood boy and by an adult female. My dad ran around with my mom a lot. Sometimes he would take me with him and he would visit, when he would f- visit other women, he told me not to tell. Another secret I had to keep was that my dad grew and sold marijuana at our house. I couldn't have friends over because of that. When I was eight, we started attending church more regularly for about a year. At a VBS group of students from Moody Bible Institute was sharing. I remember one of those guys sharing the gospel with me and I gave my heart to Jesus. We moved to a rural area outside of Broken Bow, where I spent my teenage years hunting, fishing, and working in the pine forests of McCurrent County. It was a way to release my emotions and frustrations. I'm sorry. In high school, I excelled in football. I was a hard-hitting defensive lineman. It was a way to release my emotions and frustrations. Through it all, I loved my mom and dad very much. After graduating high school, I spent a couple couple semesters at college and then I came back living with my parents in those pine forests of McCurtain County. My dad had calmed down a lot and was not as abusive towards my two younger sisters. That made me a little jealous. At 20, I got more serious with the girl. We both wanted out of the homes we had grew up in. With the baby on the way, we got married. I was determined not to do as my dad did to me. Three years later, our second child was born. I was a proud papa again. The Army seemed like a good option, and at 21 years old, I joined the Army, did my basic training in Fort Benning, Georgia, surrounded by three drill sergeants yelling at me in the hot Georgia sun. I remember thinking to myself, is this all they got? I guess my dad had prepared me for this. (laughs) Pain throughout my body got worse, and I was diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis in practically every joint in my body. After being medically discharged, I returned home With the service-connected disability, I was advised that since I would probably end up crippled in my 40s, I should live my life as full as I could until then. Bad advice. (laughs) Lamentations 3:40. Let us examine our ways and test them, and let us return to the Lord. Working various jobs, I partied my 20s and my 30s away. First, alcohol, then meth, and infidelity. When I was 28, our third child was born. About the same time, my body started slowing down to where I couldn't work anymore. A year later, my dad passed away. We had been reconciled and the good Lord blessed me with being near him the last 30 days of his life. No quarrels, no more emotional outbursts, just love. It was really hard to lose my dad. It left me asking why I'd have to lose my father. I'd always tried to treat people right and strive to be a good person. I remember sitting on our back porch crying, The wind blowing in my face, drying my tears. I asked God to leave me alone, and I'm ashamed of that. I started using ecstasy to try and feel better. That just intensified my use of meth, and I started selling weed and my prescription pills to support my habit. I would go back and forth between alcohol and meth, and my infidelity in my marriage intensified for several years. To justify my actions, I would go above and beyond to help people, especially family members. When my uncle got sick, I would take him to many doctor appointments and I would back him up when he told people he was getting better, but he wasn't. He died of liver cancer. I finally quit running around with my wife and ex-wife and a few minutes later discovered a text message on her phone about meeting up with the man. Ironically, I was devastated and appalled. We permanently separated in 2015. I saw my family dissolve. My life went from bad to worse. Codependency led me to grasp for any and every relationship that came my way. Failed relationship after failed relationship and deeper in addiction, I was arrested in 2016 for possession for possession of controlled dangerous substance, meth, and sentenced to 30 days of jail and three years probation. I started taking off in people's mo- with people's money and their vehicles, promising to return with meth. I abandoned the vehicles before I could get charged with Grand Theft Auto. In 2019, I was arrested with 13 grams of meth in my pocket. In December of that same year, my house was repossessed. Yes, my life was going from worse to straight to hell. I started bouncing from drug house to drug house, spending a lot of time in the casino, and isolating to the pine forest of southeastern Oklahoma. I was using at least two grams of meth a day and couldn't go for more than a day without it. It was 2019, I met an amazing lady. Her name was Cassandra, and she is now my wonderful wife. I was struggling mentally, still leaning on my own understanding and hopelessly addicted. I found out from my youngest daughter that my older daughter was pregnant and still using. My son was in prison for burglary, and there were all my unresolved legal troubles. Everything i tried in my life, I'd failed. I walked to the front of a church and sat down in front of the preacher. The congregation laid hands on me and prayed. I was baptized, and for once, I felt hope. This was the start of me using less and beginning to depend on God. I was going to church, but by late 2020, I was tired of going under the influence because I was lukewarm. And in January 2021, my wife Cassandra handed me a Celebrate Recovery Step 3 worksheet, and I read, In View of God's Mercy, Offer Your Body as a Living Sacrifice, Holy and Pleasing to God. I just ingested meth a few minutes before. I was deeply convicted and became sick. A few weeks later, on January 27, 2021, with God's help, I decided I wouldn't get high anymore, realizing I wasn't any good for my wife, my kids, my grandkids, or my mom. If I wasn't the best person I could be, I wasn't any good to them. Psalms 5110, create in me a pure heart, O God, and renew a steadfast spirit within me. In Proverbs, it says a wise man seeks counsel. I lean on God and my church family. God put a Christian brother in my path. He suggested I come to celebrate recovery at his church in Idabel. By leaning on God, my church family, and my CR family, I'd finally quit meth. Being clean and sober, I decided it was best if I relocated away from Broken Bow because I had so many negative memories there and didn't want to relapse. I moved to Bixby to live with my sister. I decided to find a CR community for support. I Googled CR in Tulsa and came up with Brian's name. And a few a few days later, attended my first CR meeting here at Believers. I didn't I didn't return for a few weeks and almost relapsed. I really couldn't remember where the church building was that the CR had met in. I moved into an apartment at 49th Memorial, and there was the building just right around the corner. <laughs> so, Since then, I've been constantly attending our weekly CR gatherings. My drug charges, all fines, and my felony charge have been dismissed because of the McGirt ruling. My younger sister, she was in the Tulsa hospital after she went into cardiac arrest from accumulation of meth on her lungs after years of use. She was in ICU with a trach. We were able to study the Bible together during her hospital stay and were able to make amends A true blessing and in October she passed away it was very hard and thoughts of relapsing came but I trusted in the Lord and my BC family and my CR family I started a CR 12-step study with 13 men I wanted to find healing for my past hurts habits and hang-ups it was tough but if I knew I gave it an inch all my hard work would have been for nothing I found out that meth wasn't the problem by working the steps and being honest I've received healing, forgiveness, and peace for once in my life, and established close, close relationships with the men in my group that want me to succeed. Also a great sponsor and many accountability partners. I married Cassandra on November 25th, 2021. She's a fun-loving, supportive, God-fearing woman that I love dearly. Unfortunately, a couple weeks later, my mother was up here from Broken Bow, and she passed. More pain than loss. Once again, I leaned on God and my church family. During my mom's funeral, tempting thoughts would come, but as I stood firm, the thoughts would flee. Come January of this year, my oldest and closest sister got sick from uh, alcohol abuse. I sat with her. We studied the Bible, talked about Christ. We talked and prayed about how the world hardens your heart and how we ask Jesus to come into our hearts and he will give us a soft heart of flesh. On one of my visits to her house, God spoke to me saying the time was now. The good Lord used me to lead her to salvation. Three days later, she passed. Thank you, Father, for using me. I had pneumonia during her funeral and I had to miss most of it. Although feeling lonely and grieving, relapse wasn't an option. God and my church family made such a difference. My pneumonia cleared up, but I con- but I contracted Bell's palsy, but that didn't stop me from going to Believer's Sunday morning gathering or Tuesday evening CR gatherings. Nothing will stop me from that. Psalms 119.10, I seek you with all my heart. Do Do not let me stray from your commands. On June 27th, I will celebrate 17 months sobriety from meth. God is first in my life. Thank you. Now God is first in my life, and Jesus is Lord of my life. I count on the Holy Spirit to guide me and empower me. Father God is restoring me, mind, body, and soul. Not as fast as I was lot, not as fast as I would like, but I'm learning to take it one day at a time. Uh, what encouragement can I give to a newcomer? Newcomer, nothing changes. If nothing changes, and just keep coming back and. Uh, Humble yourselves before the Lord, and he will lift you up. James 4.10. I'm thankful for God's faithfulness to me through all my life. Thankful for his church. Thankful for his good work in me and around me. I have so much hope. Thanks for letting me share.
3: My name is Cassandra, I'm a grateful believer in Jesus, and I came to CR because I was completely broken and scared and needed a change, and living for God was a change that I needed. I've been delivered from meth, pills, alcoholism, most of the PTSD from domestic violence and abuse, and I still struggle with cigarettes, mental, emotional, and behavioral disorders, grief from loss for my sister from domestic violence and assault and abuse, sexual assaults, molestation, sexual exploitation, and I'm very blessed and glad to be here. (laughs) I was born on April 21st in 1983 to the best parents I could ask for. We wasn't rich, but we was loved and cared for and taught very well. Yes, my daddy drank, but he was never mean. The worst he ever done was drove drunk and went to the bars of couple of times and left us three girls in the vehicle while he was in the bar. My parents was always there for us as children and adults. They both worked hard for giving us girls, for us girls to have what we needed. I started drinking very young, trying to be like my daddy, but by age 14 I was drinking every day, started smoking cigarettes at 12, weed by 13. And at age 14, my best friend's dad molested me and tried to rape me. I never told anyone until now. At age 15, my other best friend's dad or brother raped me and took my virginity. By 16, I was using ecstasy, acid, and taking pills to cover up the shame, regret, and trust issues created by early teen trauma. All the drugs, drug use led to my first heart attack at age 16 and 17 or age 16, and by 17, I was expelled from school for life because of alcohol, drugs, and fighting. My parents moved me to Arkansas with my aunt after busting my 17th birthday party and realizing that their daughter was out of control. At age 18, I dropped out of school in Arkansas and moved back to Tennessee, which is where I was raised with my parents and two sisters. I also have a half-sister, my dad's daughter, with his first wife. She lived in another state with her mother. At age 19, I got pregnant, and at age 20, I had the most amazing daughter, Angelique Rain, born on June 20th of 2003. Two months after delivering her, I started drinking and smoking weed again. And I got married to my first boyfriend from when I was 13. We split up because I liked to party, and he said that I needed to enjoy my teen years which he was already 18 and very unfaithful. Shortly after getting married, eight different DNA tests came in the mail. My husband tested positive for eight children by eight different women, one woman including my sister. In 2004, I lost my grandmother in February, and in April, my 18-year-old brother-in-law, which was my best friend, died in a car wreck. In August of 2005, my sister was murdered by her daughter's dad, and he kidnapped my niece for 10 years. When my sister died, we got custody of her son, but all the pain from my sister's death was too hard to bear, so I started drinking even heavier and abandoned my marriage from broken trust and grief from losing my sister. I took my daughter and moved to Oklahoma with my parents. They had moved to Oklahoma just a year before my sister's death on August 4th of 2004. She was only 25 and I was 22. Her death changed my entire family. My dad quit drinking and picked up the Bible and spent the rest of his life trying to get anyone and everyone to turn to God. My mom became a little bitter and became a workaholic. Me, it sent into a horrific spiral down. November 9th of 2009, at age 26, I hit a tree doing 120 miles an hour, my only DUI. I don't know how many times before that night, I drove drunk with my daughter. I'm grateful she wasn't in the car that night. I did all my classes for my DUI, and the responsible drunk in me chose not to get my DL as long as I was drinking. By 2009, or 2010, I was drinking a fifth of tequila and a 30-pack of beer by myself and wasn't and it wasn't working to kill the pain. That's when I trust it was introduced to meth. In 2012, finally my divorce was finalized after six years of fighting with my ex-husband for custody of my daughter and winning. I moved out of my parents at that point and in with the guy I was dating and we lost everything in a house fire in 2012 and we moved to Washington State. I could feel the wear on my heart from all the different substances I was abusing. November 12th of 2012, I cold turkey'd Oxycontin and Xanaxes after eight years of using them. I do not recommend you do that at home. <laughs> the withdrawals were her- horrific. I was paralyzed to my bed for three days and I was for sure I was going to die. Honestly, honestly, they was bad enough that I wished and prayed that I would die. But I didn't, God didn't, God seen me through it alive. But four months later on January 24th, 2013, I died of heart failure caused from emotional distress and was revived, thank God. March 13, or March of 2013, I moved back to Oklahoma with my parents. They have always been there for me every time I fall to catch me. I continued to use meth and weed though, In the end of March, I met a guy who I thought would kill me from domestic violence. The abuse, I will not go into how horrific the beating got. But three years ago, he broke my arm, my right arm, and I'm right-handed. The instant he broke my arm, my mindset was changed. I trusted no one, not even my own parents. My daughter was the only person I trusted 100%. And I didn't even trust God. And if I want to be honest, I had not trusted anyone at all since all the DNA tests came in from my ex-husband and the sexual assaults as a teenager. I think, in a way, I was a toxic person from all the pain and trauma. But instead of sending him to jail for the abuse, I sent him to a one-year Christian rehab. And as far as I know from now, he is living as a Christian life. Good for him. <laughs> uh, the PTSD that came from that last injury alone affected my everyday life, but with God's strength and through prayer, I've forgiven him. The doctor said I would never get my elbow above my shoulder, and I couldn't. And I never could until one day here in BC, God told me to lift both my hands and praise Him. And I did, and I can now lift that elbow all the way up. That relationship and drug use nearly destroyed my relationship with my daughter. And I left that relationship broken, scared, and no good thoughts about myself. My dignity was gone and the shame was bigger than I could handle. I desperately needed God, but was so scared, I didn't know where to go or who I could trust. I continued my Matthews to hide and run from all the shame and ugly feelings I had of myself, and of God, and my friends, and everyone. In September of 2020, my earthly father passed away But just weeks before he passed, he told me the only reason he was hanging on was because he was worried about me being okay without him. I promised him that I would get clean and sober, and he made me promise to start living for God. It took me a little while, but now, a year and a half later, here I am, clean and sober, and a reborn child of God. delivered and changed i have been pushed through god's birth canal into this world as a reborn child of god when a baby goes through the birth canal it's rough it's shocking and scary everything changes it even deforms some babies head and smashes their faces some babies even try coming out the wrong position and some try coming out backwards and need special care and assistance they scream and cry that's what happened to me through a step study. God pushing me through his birth canal. It was, shock, it was shocking, amazing, and scary. I cried and screamed and kicked my way into becoming God's t- reborn child. I'm a different person. I truly have joy and peace. I have forgiven almost everyone and a couple I'm still working towards. And asking God to help me forgive them, but hey, I'm not perfect, and God loves that about me. <laughs> I'm serving, and that has made a major difference. Doing my inventory with my sponsor brought an unbelievable amount of healing. Step four, we made a searching and fearless inventory of ourselves. Openly examine and confess our faults to myself, to God, and to someone I trust. The outcome of this is happiness. Happiness. Matthew 5, 8. Happy are the pure in heart. I can say that through working this step with God, I have true joy and happiness. I have so much freedom in being a reborn Christian that I couldn't have gotten it without a step study and with the amazing ladies in my group. Working through the 12 steps and completely submitting to God, being honest and humble and, ask, and has has healed In me the ugliest the ugliness and the trauma that trauma and drug addiction has caused God sent me a great doctor to do a procedure on my heart the mental emotional and behavioral disorders are stable sometimes I'm exactly where God wants me to be he was with me through all the ugliness even when I had turned my back on him God Never left me, and that 's the only reason i 'm still alive is god 's grace. My fears are gone, healed, and delivered. My life verse is proverbs twenty one thirty five She is clothed with strength and dignity and lasts without fear of the future because i 've spent the majority of my life in fear and trauma and abuse took my dignity and one day shortly after leaving Robert, I was walking in front of my cousin's house and was very scared and found a necklace in the mud with a verse with that verse on it but it had no mud on it i found that very strange i wore it for a long time fear is a liar and it's from the enemy and i rebuke it every time it creeps up in the name of jesus christ god has blessed me with a wonderful god-fearing husband good health despite the heart conditions God has restored my relationship with my daughter to better than before and restoring other relationships with my family slowly. As I submit further, he blesses me more. He is working his wondrous works in, through and around me, my husband, our family and friends and even strangers around us. I'm excited to see what direction he sends me next And to follow step 10, we continually take a personal inventory, and when we were wrong, promptly admitted it. So if you think you are standing firm, be careful that you don't fall. How I stand firm is always being humble and staying in the Word daily. To the newcomer, keep coming back and trusting in God, and you will, over time, see a difference. Thank you for letting me share.
4: CR by saying the serenity prayer. So we're going to read that together now. God, God grant, grant me the, the serenity to accept the things that I cannot change, the courage to change the things I can, and the wisdom to know the difference, living one day at a time, enjoying one moment at a time, accepting hardship as a pathway to peace, taking as Jesus did, sinful world as it is, not as I would have it, trusting that you will make all things right I surrender to your will, so that I may be reasonably happy in this life, and supremely happy with you forever in the Amen. 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 <laughs> Thank you all so much for coming. Don't forget, Tuesdays at 6 o'clock, if it's your first time, dinner is free a women's graduation this week so if you've never come it would be an awesome week to come um, and don't forget about the bake sale lots of goodies out there so anything else brian and linda Kyle? all right god bless you all have a great week